I haven't seen floating credits as good as these since the end of Too Fast Too Furious. <laughs> Don't jump the shark. I'm Ross. And here's the how to my Hector, Grant. Yeah, I know another movie that was about the triumph of a will, and that one was directed by Lenny Riefenstahl. Ryan Reynolds, you fucking Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and here for this uh, special episode is our mutual love interest, Rob. <laughs> I'm so proud to be called that. And I'm glad to be the person between these two. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what we do every week. We take a film that's good up until a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we locked ourselves in a love triangle <laughs> with childhood friends <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, born in 1976. <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard, born 1971, and Blake Lively, born 1987. <laughs> She's actually a year younger than me. So we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. <laughs> so yeah, if you hadn't guessed, this week's film is Green Lantern. Just to give a bit of background, one of the reasons Rob might be on the show is... Uh, it's a special birthday treat for me last year. We went to see Green Lantern. It was brilliant. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was having a great day. Would you describe it as your best birthday present ever or the greatest birthday present ever? No. <laughs> so uh, before we begin, uh, I'd like to ask you both a question. In this film, Green Lantern's ring gets powered off the, the, the Green Lantern lamp. Lantern. <laughs> uh, what household object would you like to have seen Green Lantern take his power from? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see Green Lantern with um, a lovely cushion. <laughs> he'd, just, he'd just carry a cushion out. Because then, when he's not using it, he can have a wee rest. <laughs> he can even throw it to confuse enemies. So, ah, oh, it was just a cushion. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, ah, ah oh. That's quite nice. It would help him to relax when he's in that big green ball. He could just have a little snooze when he's on his way to Oa. <laughs> yeah, every two seconds. <laughs> Somewhere for his muscles to relax when they're not <laughs> flexing. CGI muscles. Yeah. What about you, Grant? What would you like to see him draw his power from? Well, I wouldn't have changed to Ryan Reynolds. I would have went for their original idea for casting Jack Black. And I would have went for a green toilet and it would all just be toilet humour and him using the toilet to get people swirlies or people, making people flush away and things like that or throwing things from the toilet out at people. Every time he went to the toilet he'd get powered up and he wouldn't understand why. <laughs> just thinking of a really positive bill movement. What about you, Ross? Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to see him lugging round the refrigerator. <laughs> 
Around his neck. It would maybe improve his acting slightly. Right, so, synopsis. Uh, this week, Grant, I want you to read it as Hector Hammond, the most inventively named character. Uh, <laughs> played by Peter Sarsgaard in a very bizarre accent. I'll just strap on my 70s porn <laughs> Well, you are a bad guy after all, not to spoil too much of the plot. <laughs> sneering, sneering, generic bad guy, isn't it? <laughs> the test pilot is granted an alien ring that bestows. <laughs> it's just like 14 year old. Test pilot is granted an alien ring that bestows otherworldly powers. God, my dad was never there for me. <laughs> as well as membership into an intergalactic squadron. Oh, check the tash. Check the head's big enough. <laughs> Tasked with keeping peace within the universe or something. <laughs> right, so who are the, the main heroes and villains in this story, Grant? Let's go with the actors first. Ryan Razzy Reynolds. <laughs> oh. I thought we were going to call him <laughs> Ryan Boom to Boom after his character in the X Files. I love that so much. <laughs> he also he was in the film Dick, and he played a character called Chip. <laughs> so he was Chip and Dick. <laughs> uh. And he played a character called Red Shoes, and we all fall down. <laughs> of course, I think I've. Hit one of his major films there. Oh, he's in Wolverine, of course. Yeah. Just to remind you that he can ruin other superhero franchises <laughs> just as easily. <laughs> so this is a returning person, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I guess my one performance I've actually liked him in is Adventureland. Yeah, he was good in Adventureland. Because? He's already buried as well, if you've seen Buried. Oh. Well, he's oh, buried. Interesting. Um, well, he's buried. He's buried. And, uh, uh, all you do is you just stare, stare in buried for for an hour and a half, and that was enjoyable for me. I enjoyed. It. Are you excited for the end coming? Yeah. It's like there's a good chance he's going to die here. And then without spoiling the end, uh, he does. Watch that. <laughs> uh, okay, but next we've got Blake Lively. He's also in the town. Savages, the new Oliver Stone film. She's in Sisterhood of the Travelling Pants. And she was. Peter Sarsgaard is also someone in this film. He's also been in Rendition, which I quite enjoyed. Oh, and Jake Gyllenhaal and other people. people. <laughs> <laughs> that other one he was in the Johnny Cash film with. Reese Witherspoon, that's it. <laughs> He's in In the Electric Mist, which you recommended to me. Yeah, a a podcast recommendation from one to the other, <laughs> and that is a really good film. He's also in K19 The Widowmaker. <laughs> oh, I, <remember> <laughs> I am Russian. <laughs> also, uh, as the bad guy, oh no, wait, spoiler, <laughs> Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's his character name, Greg? <laughs> He's called Sinestro. Oh, good guy then. Definitely good he's guy. He's red and he's got pointy ears and he's got a bad guy moustache. <laughs> and he speaks in a... He's played by Mark Strong, who's always a bad guy. <laughs> As he was in Kick-Ass and Sunshine and John Carter. He's not a bad guy in this film until the last two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should have been, though. It'd be far better if he was a bad guy. Instead of... This film was directed by Martin Campbell. Who? He directed Casino Royale. Oh, yeah. The Mask of Zorro. No. <laughs> and now it's Legend of Zorro. That's the terrible one. Oh, right. the kid. 
We've mentioned that a few times. Actually. My dad's going to kick your ass. <laughs> hate it so much. He also directed a film which I love, which is absolutely awful. What's that? Vertical Limit. <laughs> oh, man. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah. stabbing breaking Hollywood. <laughs> stabbing failing breaking Hollywood skin. <laughs> We've got four writers, believe it or not, so I'll just put one thing for each of them, because we'd otherwise be here all day talking about the writers. Um, Greg Berlanti, he did Everwood, <laughs> which is a chick's TV show. Right. Uh, Michael Green, he did Everwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Guggenheim, he did Eli Stone, which is another just awful TV show. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a terrible TV show. <laughs> And the last one, I saved the best for last. Michael Goldenberg wrote Contact. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it, I'm not giving you any more. Unless you want Stuart Baird, director of Star Trek Nemesis, edited this film. No, 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 no. (laughs) He's a much better editor, to be honest. He edited Lethal Weapon and Superman. Got a decent ones. But um, he shouldn't be allowed to direct a film. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right in saying that there was a couple of comic book creators? that wrote a preliminary shooting script for it and then it was those writers were later brought in to revise what the other two had written yes to, to change this film so it suited Ryan Reynolds and not the character of Paul Jordan <laughs> the kind of comic book yeah. yeah rather than they kind of took the comic book element out didn't they they kind of yeah Jeff Jones I think did some work on it um, who's sort of re- rebooted Green Lantern in the comics and made it good Mm. So, so they thought let's take this guy that made Green Lantern good and uh, ignore him <laughs> <laughs> all this stuff we're just going to tear it up <laughs> so we'll start there we shall I guess the first thing to notice is the first thing we see is a Warner Brothers logo because mm. Warner Brothers own all the DC um, as is absolutely clear from the amount of times you hear little bits of the Superman theme in this film <laughs> like <laughs> lots of times they were hoping this was going to be the start of a Justice League. Yeah. In the same way that the Avengers put itself together, though, weren't they? Yeah, because they, they've got um, Angela Bassett as Amanda Waller, and like she's supposed to be like the, the DC Nick Fury. Yeah. Oh, bring right. everyone together. Yeah. Um, but oh, Hector Hammond just sorted her out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so they were looking to bring all the characters into that particular universe. Rather than take their characters into the believable universe, Nolan, then, I think it. Yeah, because they're already planning to reboot Batman, Batman. into an unbelievable yeah, universe yeah. to fit in with this universe. They're going to have to start again, though. But they probably <laughs> have to start. It's weird because they probably have to start Superman again, but Superman's so more believable. Yeah, it's like the, from the trailers. It's just I guess Superman. the thing is, though, that Green Lantern wasn't successful enough. Yeah. It made 20 million more than it took to, to, to make. Yeah. Which is quite poor, to be honest. Yeah. So there's not. I don't think it's going to happen for DC or Warner Brothers. But was there not a lot of talk after Avengers about the ridiculous amount of money that Avengers pulled in that it would be worth them going to the length of pulling out? But it did. Money? That's that's the that's the thing though. Is the Avengers did pull in enough to justify what they'd spent on it? But that's what I'm saying. Isn't that what's then spurring them on to to look at a Justice League film, however like financially unviable Green Lantern was? Yeah. But they're not going backwards with, with DC's going like they're going to have Justice League and then they're going to have like spin-off films from that rather than spin-off mm-hmm. film, not films coming together. Can't wait for that Martian Manhunter film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Detective Chimp. <laughs> I won't be there for Detective Chimp. 
starring Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's for the way they could go with the DC ones. Then Ryan Reynolds could just play every character, Eddie <laughs> Murphy style. Yeah, <laughs> have them round a table. Just <laughs> and every character is just the same sort of cocky idiot as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Batman. <laughs> yeah. We're just trying to out sarcastic each other. <laughs> just running in the circle. That's a good idea, Batman. Oh, shut up, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds dressed as Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Check the internet. <laughs> Already exists. <laughs> so we go, we get in with some really crap floating credits, which are clearly designed for 3D and have no impact on you whatsoever when you're not watching it in 3D. <laughs> So we start off with Parallax sucking willpower out of possibly some Green Lanterns and possibly not, because yeah, later on yeah. they say four Green Lanterns have died. And I take it these are three of them, and Abin Sewer's the other. But they, the guys at the start, like, they've got spacesuits on and stuff. Yeah. If they were Green Lanterns, you think they, they wouldn't bother? I know, it's weird. It's, it's just one another <laughs> thing that I didn't understand in this film. Where are they supposed to be Green Lanterns? And that's why four Green Lanterns have died. Yeah. Or... Well, see, see, when it kind of started not having seen this and not knowing anything about Green Lantern, really, when it said, you know, the, there was one Green Lantern that had managed to contain Parallax. And, on, and on, on the lost planet of Riot? <laughs> yeah, that lost planet that they know exactly where it is. <laughs> I predict the lost planet of Riot. I <laughs> said. <laughs> Then it flicks to some footage and you're thinking, oh, so we're going to see like the end of that battle. Yeah. That would be cool. And then That's what you actually well. see is three green light, well, well, three people. You know. know what I think? The reason for that is, though, is I don't think they ever planned to have this opening explanation in there. Hmm. Because if you watch this film, it really, all the information in that crawl is given to you later. You know, about yeah. the core and about Parallax. And who, who is Parallax? Because, yeah. The, the, the opening crawl, which explains all this world, is not needed at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's added at the last minute. And that's why it jars with the way it goes into the film, which is Parallax, which, when I used to read the comics, by the way, Green Lantern turned into Parallax. Yeah. Yeah, that was the big story when I was <laughs> a geek. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I do like that fear is yellow. <laughs> 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 What's the matter? Yellow. <laughs> but doesn't that bad guy kind of look a lot like Ghost Rider as well? Hey, Parallax. <laughs> when you see him and he like breaks out the thing, it's like a big blazing yellow skull on fire. I was like, this just looks like Ghost Rider. <laughs> I actually thought, do you remember in Dumb and... No, it's not Dumb and Dumber, it's Kingpin. Mm. Where um, they have the joke there, hey, watch out everybody, there's a shitstorm coming. <laughs> That's what I think Parallax is like. Just a big shit storm. Storm of Putin. The last thing it looks like is anything remotely scary. Like It's it's supposed to be like the embodiment of fear. And it looks like... Octo poop. Brown brown cloud poop. But it's coming for you. Don't watch out. Well, who does it go for first? It goes for Mr. I look like a penis, (laughs) Avancer. Who's played by Star Wars prequel alumnum uh, <laughs> Timmy Morrison? Yeah, sounding exactly like he does in the Star Wars prequels and pretty much everything else. What do you think of his ship, by the way? I think somebody's been buying a ship as a replacement for a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Corvette of spaceships. <laughs> that is huge. How does one Green Lantern need a ship? Need a like ship that? that size. And 
Absolutely, it's all the way through. Matter, need a ship in the first place. I can actually explain that in, oh. uh, using geeky knowledge um, <laughs> if it's not too geeky for you. Um, <laughs> right, okay, right. In the 80s, Alan Moore wrote this story um, about Abin Sur and he, he uh, goes to this like really really fucked up planet um, uh, full of like really messed up uh, ba- uh, alien guys who are called the inversions, like the, the seven inversions or something. Jesus, this is good. Uh, and um, uh, they give them the, it's like a hell planet, basically. And uh, Abensur sort of lands there and um, says in his, his New Zealand accent, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm here looking for like this girl. So this girl's crash landed there. And the, and the aliens say, oh, we'll, we'll let you find her if, um, if you listen to this prophecy. And they tell him this prophecy that uh, one day his Green Lantern light will run out of power and he'll crash and die, um, uh, just at the last moment. Uh, and uh, he becomes paranoid about that for the rest of his rest of his life. So that's why he travels in the ship. Thank ah, you very much. There you go. And he got very paranoid to the point where he had to get himself a huge ship. <laughs> <laughs> he was feeling very insecure. And all that level, yeah, totally, yeah. Maybe they said some other stuff. Like there. <laughs> also, you totally look like a cock. <laughs> but so Rachel McAdams shows up in the next scene. No, sorry, Sinestro. <laughs> it's the forehead. If you remember our wedding crashers episode, yep. I said that Rachel McAdams looked like Sinestro. You know what I don't get is like I kind of figured that Sinestro was linked with Parallax because Sinestro appears talking to Abinsur, and then as soon as he disappears, Parallax appears and eats the ship. Mm. I was like, oh, so are they kind of like working like an agent for each other, or is it the same thing? Or something? <laughs> Parallax was just like, okay, 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 he's nearly finished his phone call. This <laughs> <laughs> is the last time he'll be expecting it. He'll probably be in the toilet thinking, oh, I'm glad I'm finished that phone call. <laughs> Why would Parallax care if Parallax, if Sinestro overheard it anyway? I mean, he's planning to kill everyone in the universe or something. <laughs> He's planned to eat the fear of everyone to give him enough fear to have the energy to eat Oa. <laughs> <laughs> or something. What age did you say Ryan Reynolds was? He is 36. 36. Because the kind of dates and the kind of ages he is would make him the same age as me, 10 years younger than he's meant to be. <laughs> no way. Well, they're not um, playing the ages the way they're supposed to be in this film, though. No. Definitely not. I mean, there's a definitely they can't make up their mind if they're childhood friends who are just making their way in the world, which is what the film seems to suggest. He's making his way as a pilot and he's just hoping to get to the next level. Same with Hammond as being a scientist. Same with Blake Lively taking over Father's Company. That's early twenties territory. Mm-hmm. That's like Blake Lively's age. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> the ages. Would that someone be taking out. over a company at that age? <laughs> to be honest, there's a real kind of disparity between. Yeah, the way they're supposed to be and the way they actually look plus Blake Lively's character in the early start of it looks a lot young looks like older than Ryan Reynolds like when you see the two of them side by side the girl's a lot taller than the boy you're like she yeah. ended up growing up slower than Ryan Reynolds <laughs> Ryan Reynolds hit the gym at like <laughs> nine years old <laughs> didn't come out till he was 20 <laughs> he stretched himself up <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of Ryan Reynolds, it cuts then cuts to him. Um, post-coitus with a prostitute, I'm guessing. Because <laughs> he's like, there's water in the kettle and money on the bed stand. 
Yeah, he runs out the door without having a shower. Like, yeah. uh, and he's late anyway. Oh, this is this is this is oh, this is a really bad start. Um, I really hate this character, and I'll complain about him constantly. <laughs> he's the least sympathetic superhero character I've ever seen. Like, and I've seen Steel. <laughs> it's rubbish. He's more like Guy Gardner than Hal Jordan as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like Hal Jordan's more like Superman than yeah. Hal Jordan was, was created like in what the fifties or something, so he was supposed to be like a kind of father figure, like all mm. of them are from that time. And um, Guy Gardner's like an attitude having eighties eighties child. Speaking of father figures, by the way, how much Tim Robbins looks like shit, doesn't he? <laughs> What has happened to him? Yeah. Well, after a long life on the run, Andy Dufresne decided to take over a military <laughs> company. Or is this is this um, Hollywood from Top Gun all grown up still working for the military? Yeah. <laughs> Funny you should mention Top Gun <laughs> because at the start of this film, I was like, "Is this the origin story for Tom Cruise's character from Top Gun?" Oh, this was what really happened to my dad back in the day. Yeah. It was everything but a volleyball scene, was it? Yeah. <laughs> And there was plenty of shirtless scenes to make up for it. <laughs> so did we miss the part where that kid just ran into the military base? <laughs> and everybody just went, ha ha, just like that kid. He just runs right through the security gate, the security guard goes, ah, scamp kid. <laughs> it's a more innocent time. You could just do stuff like that when I was a kid. You and he's wonder about <laughs> And his dad's like, yeah, don't worry about it, I'll be fine. Deed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my jacket. Yeah. Here's my jacket, by the way, just in case I don't come back. Hank. <laughs> it reminds me of that. In fact, I think more than Top Gun, this film reminds me a lot more of Hot Shots. <laughs> <laughs> and he is dead meat. <laughs> Looking forward to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He's like walking under the ladder in a black car yeah. across. <laughs> I don't like the CGI planes anyway. What do you think of the CGI Ooh, planes? Horrific. Do you see what they've tried to do to make them seem like the real planes as well? Is to like when they fly past the camera to make the camera shake a little bit. Yeah. Real plane. Real planes exist. <laughs> cheaper than CGI. And that's that's why Top Gun was so popular because the military gave them all this brilliant footage. Yeah. They just basically wrote a film around, didn't they? Mm-hmm. But we do see him, uh, Ryan Reynolds, deciding to drive to his work late, wrapping a present, driving his Dodge Challenger RT. (laughs) On the phone, eating a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Further cementing his good guy (laughs) state. Just about to kill, like, a whole line of traffic. (laughs) Seriously, what does the ring see in him? (laughs) (laughs) Wrapping his his nephew's, yes, his nephew's present with, like, newspaper. What a prince. (laughs) (laughs) And then, as he's flying around, I know it's only a training exercise, but leaving his partner to die. (laughs) Yeah. Using his partner as bait so he can escape. Yeah. Oh, this. uh, Right, so he can escape, destroy these two things, these two jets, which means that they don't get the contract, which means an entire company has to be laid off. And he, I, I'm going to keep coming back to that, because he doesn't give a shit the entire time. Like, and the film never really draws attention to it either, the whole fact that he's, that. he's not, got a company out of business. It's not as if he even uses his powers later on to get them some jobs back or something. What? Uh, jump ahead. <laughs> so he, yeah, so he destroys the two planes and his own plane because he, he has yeah. his, top, his top gun moment you know what happens though what? he's flying alongside them 
No, no, sorry. Uh, they're flying in front of him. Mm. And then they do the move from Top Gun where they put the brakes on and he flies right past them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, is, this is just Top Gun. <laughs> the daddy issues as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole, oh, oh no, I'm thinking of my daddy issues. They therefore can't fly properly. <laughs> You're the best type of thing about daydream about your dead dads. <laughs> I wonder what dad would do in this situation where this plane is stolen in, in actual time. <laughs> Presumably this is not the first time this has happened though That his daddy issues have come up And he's been forced to like bail out of a plane or whatever Couldn't he just work in a You know a restaurant or something Why is he got to work He'd be thinking about his uncle who died in a horrible restaurant accident (laughs) 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 1.2 million pounds Or something on what? The plane. Is that not what they say? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, our, our hero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty cheap plane, isn't it? And, like, Eurofire's, like, 26 million. <laughs> and this fact was only made, like, last year. <laughs> uh, the next bit is him talking to Blade Lively and... This is a bit where they're talking about, like I said earlier, how they grew up together. <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, so what? She was breastfeeding while you were like, having your first drink of beer. <laughs> In the same room, Grant. That's how they grew up together. <laughs> they're hanging out together. Yeah. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> Wait, you think he was babysitting her or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now he's in love with her. Yeah, it's just, and she's grown up with, oh, there <laughs> you go. She's going to be a cracker when she grows up. He's got calories counting the days. Illegal. Peter Sarsgaard's even worse though because he looks his age as well. He looks yeah. like he's in his 40s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 20 years older than her, yeah. nearly. They do have a bit of back and forth here where she mentions cockpit too many times for comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the, the classic watch your you better watch your back line. And he goes, uh, that's impossible. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Who wrote that scripted line? <laughs> nice one, Greg Berlani, or one of the others to be. <laughs> but uh, just use a mirror, or a series of mirrors, then you can watch it, Ryan Reynolds, technically. <laughs> I bet he's got that set up as well. <laughs> he wants to get his back muscles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> that's impossible. Without the setup I've got at home, which you two can have for only 39 dollars I could see Ryan Reynolds doing infomercials, actually. Give it five years, because like, like, if he keeps bombing like this. So earlier on in the film, also, we saw his his mother, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And when he was a child, before he left the house. And as, he, as in the next scene, he returns home to a waiting family. In the exact same house he grew up in, where his sisters, yeah, his brothers live, and uh, his, his young nephew, who now lives in the exact same room, has the exact same dreams and has the exact same interests as he did as a child. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, we have his mum up here at the bottom of the stairs, who is the exact same actress, and now is ages with her son. <laughs> I hate this scene, though. Stop recklessly endangering your life. No, I won't do that. I love doing that. I love recklessly endangering my life and making you all worry about me. <laughs> is that when they're finding out what's happened? Because they're watching the news. But, like, uh, he goes up to talk to his nephew, and his nephew already knows. So does his nephew catch an earlier bulletin? 
<laughs> they went does, upstairs. Does he have like an inside person at the? <laughs> well, just like his uh, his uncle in earlier scenes, he used to just run in and out the airbase without anybody checking <laughs> security passes or clearances or anything. <laughs> if you're under this height, you just. <laughs> So there's two things which further make me hate this character. One is him, like his family saying, please, please don't, and wrecks the danger of your life. And he's like, no, I'll do it if I want. I'm a grown adult. Yeah. And then the other one is him re-gifting to his, yeah. his nephew. Yeah. He's yeah. re-gifting someone he got from his dad. Yeah. In newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> and a shoebox as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, this is a douchebag, man. Imagine what they were thinking. Like, like all the kids watching this going, oh, "I want to be like that when I grow up and be a total cock." <laughs> and in a great example of how this film plants seeds for later, here's example number one: the Hot Wheels track. Mm. Well, before he leaves the room, though, that's we have. Uh, yeah. It goes back to Abensur, don't we? Mm. And we have uh, Abensur. He's crash landed on Earth. And he's, uh, he's he, he he's tells his ring. His, he's pulled his foreskin back, and he's got a big wind in there. Body foreskin, <laughs> full body foreskin. So he starts talking to his green ring, <laughs> and tells it to go out in the world and find somebody without fear, and a brain, and compassion, apparently. And uh, well, presumably, it just finds the closest. It doesn't find the best candidate on Earth. It just finds the closest likely candidate. But it, does it not teleport in there? So why does it have to find the closest? I don't know, but surely he's not the greatest <laughs> candidate. So it goes and it goes and finds him just as he's uh, telling his his nephew, you know, uh, just to try and be brave, and it hits him right in the chest, and then he, he makes an expression on his face, which shows how great an actor he is, you know. Well above Will Smith level, he has three faces, and this one is the kind of "oops, I put my pants" <laughs> face look. And, and then, like and you say, there's the Hot Wheels track bit after this, isn't there? And the words of and the the knight from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as well. You have chosen poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he sees the Hot Wheels to set us up for one of the worst action scenes in cinema history later on. Oh. But we'll get to that. <laughs> So, um, no one else notices this crass spaceship then? At the docks. No. At the docks of, um, I'm pretty sure this is the same docks, which it's in, it's set in Coast City, this film, even though they never say it. That's where Green Lantern's based, Coast City, which is basically a replacement for LA, in the same way that New York's a replacement for Metropolis. Oh, right, right. But um, this actual part in in LA is actually quite a frequented area I'm pretty sure it's where they filmed all the beach scenes in Fletch you know it's quite a thriving community uh, yeah, yeah. and I would say as well that when Ryan Reynolds gets there and is speaking to him there's a house behind him with its lights on but then I'm curious no, what was that noise <laughs> maybe they see aliens all the time maybe, maybe that's where, <laughs> where Superman landed like the week before like, oh, fuck's sake Am I right in seeing more bloody superheroes? <laughs> Close the curtains, dear. <laughs> They're not giving us this ring this time. <laughs> Am I right in seeing though that when he first crash lands, it's daylight? Like when we first see him crash, it's daylight, and then by the time Ryan Reynolds gets to him, it's night. Yeah, because I'm sure because that's actually one of the bits I did like was the fact that they hadn't gone for the easy. We'll make it dark, and then that way, if the effects look a bit shit, 
it won't really matter because it was all it looked to be all pretty much real in camera stuff mm. which was okay I don't mind that actually I, I get red images like the way they've built up Ryan Reynolds to this point I get images of Ryan Reynolds for that I'm not putting on your ring that's gay because <laughs> he's such an immature idiot <laughs> well he's clearly not fussed about meeting an alien like he has a couple, like, quirky moments like oh wait but mostly he's just like I'll get you to the hospital like, <laughs> he's very I guess that's the compassion part that he never shows again like, <laughs> one, one where they have purple blood <laughs> that's it yeah that's totally it he can't help but make a little comedy moment yeah, yeah. in the middle of his big crime scene <laughs> yeah totally so yeah. Another, another one from the famous writer of watch your back I think <laughs> that line there doesn't he uh, then phone the white moss from the crowd at this point <laughs> <laughs> like it's clearly supposed to be him like he's got the same haircut he's got the same glasses like it's just somebody's watched it and just gone oh let's get that let's not get that guy let's get this guy who lives next to me like, <laughs> <laughs> we've got an afro wig someplace so we can get it up in some big glasses <laughs> but I notice when Abensur dies right, um, his costume goes so does he just lie there naked <laughs> dead and naked but naked <laughs> fully erect <laughs> so he dies stiff <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he's got no time to grieve because he just um, he meets he meets Moss and they get in the car and they just drive off and have a wee action scene, um, <laughs> trading banter as they go. Is this the most responsible person that the ring could find? Really, yeah, totally. Yeah. Does responsible mean asshole in this alien language? Well, if that was the closest, most responsible person, like what about the people in this house that had the lights on? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like the Manson family or something. Like, <laughs> too, too busy murdering children in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> they refuse. Yeah, yeah. There be no green man. You it off. We had that Superman round here last week. Wanting us to look after his cousin and his super dog. Yeah. Just clear off. A lot of years. <laughs> so next bit is Sinestro going to see the council. The council of big-headed, huge jacketed elders. <laughs> Those jackets are too much. How, long, how long do our tails need to be? Uh, about 17 million times longer than my body, please. <laughs> if I could give any advice to Sinestro as well, it's, it's come time where he has to shave his head. He's here. <laughs> he needs to accept that he's bald. Receding hairline is, is almost in his neck, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think he looks good. <laughs> Although we do get someone else with a receding hairline introduced for the first time next, don't we? Yeah. Peter Sarsgaard. Mm. He looks like a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> if ever there was a person to put on a warning side inside a school, it would be this man. He's got the slick back balding hair, he's got the huge moustache. Yeah. He, he, he's just generally creepy as well he stays inside all the time and you know kids yeah. that stay inside always end up evil he looks like a thin Ron Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the character like he gets introduced in his bed so you know nothing about him but then later on you, you see him like in front of the college kids so you know what he is immediately mm-hmm, yeah. so I don't know why they didn't introduce him like at work or something and they have a little scene there so you get an idea of who he is yeah, yeah. Instead, of just, instead of just knowing like oh it's a man who sleeps <laughs> can I just remind you at this point that uh, Peter Sarsgaard is meant to be the same age as Blake Lively <laughs> <laughs> now that you see him on screen you're like mm, that's a bit ridiculous <laughs> 
I love it when he says he sounds like Leslie Crowther and he goes hello <laughs> when he gets into the science building with Angela Bassett when he sees the alien he's like yeah an alien maybe I can have sex with that <laughs> and they're naked <laughs> is it young enough <laughs> there's the next part my ring scene the next part uh, the ring decides to take him away up to space well he does the oath first the ring gets its power, power from the, the lantern. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he, lantern does, he does his comedy bit, which is directly stolen from Sticky. the first Spider-Man, where he's trying to, oh, he's try- to get his powers to yeah, work. Yeah, he's, he's trying to his web. generic superhero stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then he eventually settles on, in brightest day and blackest night, this movie is a pile of shite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that was his exact words. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power to ruin superhero films. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst oath they could have chosen, though, because I was doing, I had a look at, uh, doing some thorough research on Wikipedia, and um, I saw like that there's a another Green Lantern oath that this character Jack T. Chance um, used to use instead of the Brightest Day, Blackest Night. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he used to say, you who are wicked, evil and mean, I'm the nastiest creep you've ever seen. <laughs> come one, come all, put up a fight, I'll pound your asses with Green Lantern. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Jack T. Chance. <laughs> I would have rather seen... Uh, uh, John Wayne and Rio Bravo. Jack T. Chance. Mm-hmm. I would have rather seen... Uh, seen uh, Brian Reynolds pounds with that guy's ass. <laughs> He never really fights too many bad guys. He fights. He's quite happy to fight the unemployed and the disabled. <laughs> but fighting bad guys, not so much. I do quite like the He-Man reference at this bit, though, where he says, "By the power of Grayskull." Right? Yeah, that's the first bit in the film I've liked. I think. <laughs> yeah, he does the oath. His eyes go white. Yeah, and then green, isn't it? The green, green. His eyes go. No, his eyes go white. All oh, right. I thought it was green because he was green that one. Yeah. So his eyes went like bright green. No, I thought his eyes go white. We watched not black. Mostly TV. white. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Like watching on black and white TV. I don't know what this Green Lantern's about. <laughs> Why do they call him Green Lantern? It's more grey lantern. <laughs> grey man. Again, one thing we've got to mention is Peter Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard gets bitten by a bit of parallax or whatever the fuck happens there. <laughs> yeah. This is the point where that character basically becomes Peter Parker for me. Like yeah. he's, he's like bad with women. He's a science geek. Uh, he's out in a lab doing some science stuff when he gets bitten and mutates unexpectedly. You better keep him away for Aunt May though. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, old lady. <laughs> Uh, is it at the bar scene yet when they're not quite not yet quite. Yep. because he goes up well no because he, he, yeah because he has the bar fight and then he gets he goes up to you talk, you're talking about the bit where he fists three guys in the parking lot yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a ring involved <laughs> he does talk to Blake Lively first mm. because he has to make it clear that he's changed even though he hasn't. <laughs> he doesn't change at all in this Because he forgets it was a, our birthday as well. Yeah, he, he says something, do you think I'm irresponsible? Which is, But he says it in a way that he's basically asking, do you think I'm too awesome? <laughs> <laughs> and then they have that little dance, which I hate as well, where he's re- really coming on to her, something fierce. Yeah. Is that when they're singing? Yeah. I saw a scene like that in another film. I think it was Top Gun. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the rares may also have seen him. Do you think he wants to infect her with a shard of parallax? <laughs> <laughs> if we take this Top Gun analogy, though, that means that he's dancing with Goose. <laughs> that was subtext the entire time. <laughs> they really wanted to go to a goose. Do you not think though that you, you know what we're saying about he, he fists these three guys? What he actually does is he creates a big green fist to punch them. Mm-hmm. But those guys have actually got good reason to be angry at him. They've all lost their job because of him. Yep, I'm yep. on their side. <laughs> totally. Why? Why are we possibly liking this man who not only <laughs> you lose your job because of something he did? But he finds you in a car park and then <laughs> would you would you want to talk to him? He beats you up. <laughs> Using his fucking superpowers as well. He doesn't even fight fear. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. <laughs> then this film is just innuendo central at this point because it cuts back to Pierre Sarsgaard in what seems like the throes of a wet dream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his head is expanding. <laughs> yep, just not the one running around. <laughs> What do you think of the CGI outfit then, of which there was a big furore over before this film came out? Well, he goes up to space and somehow manages to fall asleep. Not not because he went through a black hole. It's after he comes out the other side and he's like, oh, I'm a bit tired. I think I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> Lands on a planet and then gets fitted for a suit, which means more naked Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was written into his contract. Did the round strip him down or did Sinestro strip the ring also brushed his hair did you notice that <laughs> like he gives him a slightly different hairstyle <laughs> in his green lantern I'm not sure what that's all about does the ring is that why it chose him it's got some sort of thing for him cosmetic ring <laughs> yeah I wasn't a fan of the suit what did you think you guys think of the suit I thought it went too far with the company I think kind of making it look like it was part of his skin and that and he was like pulling it out for his sight and stuff yeah it's, it's a bit it's a bit creepy isn't it it's like he's just painted on yeah. couldn't he just have locker rooms <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> he could have been next to Sinestro and he'd be like what's that yellow glow coming for you it's a bit sharp just leave it alone and then they tell him this is your rechargeable will battery which your <laughs> ring recharges in Oh, so I take it that ring will run out at some point then. Guess not. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. So why even introduce this? <laughs> yeah, when they talk about it as like a battery, you're like, that's that's old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, you have to carry around the battery. Can it be a, a willpower windmill? What are you like a more fear trade sort of organic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do we have to destroy the system with these bunch of chemicals that they're using to trap our willpower? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really, really, really hate his mask as well. Like I think that's probably yeah. the worst thing. At least, like you said, it's face painted. They do draw attention to it in this film, which you've got to respect. The, you yeah. know the fact that who's who's that kidding? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. But um, still, it is, it is awful. Is that uh, like closer to the end when you actually see it come off or go on? Well, no. Um, Blake Lively recognizes him. Um, no, sorry, what I was meaning was, like, I don't like the mask and the fact that it's so obviously, like, just, like, a bit of card and then they put CGI over the top of it. Yeah. Whereas they could have just went with a physical mask. Mm-hmm. So the only time you ever actually see it come on or go off is right right at the very end. Mm. Just in the last couple of scenes. But that flying... You know how he gets the, the guy, the fish guy, and he's like, yeah, come on, and I'll uh, teach you how to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That flying is cheesier than Aladdin. It's like, oh, it's like Hook. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Hook. Mm-hmm. Weak. I would actually rather watch Hook than this. <laughs> <laughs> why, does he, why does he have a mask in the first place? Like, because he, he's 
commanding when he's looking after like a sector which is mm-hmm. like a million million worlds or something so like if he's on like Praxio 2 or something like <laughs> why is he worried about his identity <laughs> like, if they're like fish people they're like oh, it's the guy who looks like a human <laughs> you know, you know I mean? it's kind of obvious <laughs> yeah you're not going to have trouble picking him out <gasps> it's Hal Jordan <laughs> yeah <gasps> Hal as well like who's called Hal there's <laughs> The dad from Malcolm in the Middle, that's the only <laughs> how I can think of. I thought this bit was a bit like Mass Effect though. Like, I've been playing Mass Effect and I'm like, this, the, the graphics in Mass Effect are better than this. Actually, <laughs> has a better storyline. When I first heard about Green Lantern as a film, I was like, I bet all the bits on Earth are going to be really cool. And when you get up to the alien world, it's going to be really stupid and silly. But I actually feel the other way around. I actually really like all yeah. the stuff on Oa. Yeah. It feels epic because he becomes part of like the space police, and they're all sort of like a gang, and they're they're a brotherhood. Speaking Except- of that, by the way, you know this bit here where Sinestro is like, "Okay, we're gonna go and get some Green Lanterns, and we're gonna go and attack Sinestro." And I'm like, "I bet he takes thousands of them. Yeah. He takes like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all just hanging about there. It's like that bit in the Matrix. This is, this is like the donut shop, isn't it? We're all, yeah. we're all the space cops. Is that where the big circle is? is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is is there no crime going on in in the whole universe at the moment, guys? <laughs> just paradox. <laughs> Can't we just talk, speak to each other with our rings and then have a big meeting that way? <laughs> yeah, you have to meet up. Like, I guess they all run out of charge at the same time. They have to, they have to meet up. But the the limits are Ryan Reynolds' imagination. Oh, oh. <laughs> who, and who tells him that? Kilowog. Kilowog, voiced by Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Or the guy from the Green Mile, as I could just keep remembering them, and I was like, "Is that where he got his power from in the Green Mile?" <laughs> he is a. Poser. I have the power to cure you with this ring. <laughs> you poser. <laughs> Pulling out the P word—that's like a really, really big alien insult. I'm guessing. <laughs> he's the only one that uses it. It's because he's the only one who can use it. And then again, here, remember how I was saying like earlier with the Hot Wheels track, how they're. They set up things which are so clearly set up for later. It's, oh, watch you don't get too close to the sun. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I, I didn't, even, didn't even clock that part. <laughs> but I would say the, the effects in this one, this part, aren't as bad because they're on a background of more CGI effects. So it isn't yeah. like you aren't comparing the real world and the CGI. It's the just o- all CGI. The only thing you get, though, is you get, like, Ryan Reynolds' floaty head on top of the body, <laughs> just sort of <laughs> drifting about. Mark, I love this bit when Mark Strong comes and gives him what for <laughs> as well. <laughs> gives him a doing. <laughs> With his more superior ring. <laughs> but his acting within this scene is very strong. Very uh, Mark Strong. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. I, I think Mark Strong is definitely the best actor in this film by miles. Yeah, easy, yeah. And this is the best scene in this film by Miles where he takes Ryan Reynolds apart. <laughs> yeah, he just wish, smacks him around. <laughs> you just wish he was in it more, but they're saving him up for the sequel. Which is never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong choice there. <laughs> Coming soon. In Ryan Reynolds' mind. <laughs> He's right, though. He does insult Abensur's memory with his ridiculously poorness. <laughs> Spend too much time doing his hair. Not enough time working on being epic with their swords. <laughs> So next, as I talked about in the Pirates of the Caribbean film last week, we've got our spinal tap bit, don't we? Someone's got to leave to then come back. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, shall we stop for an intermission game? 
Sure. Okay, so the intermission this week is Ryan Reynolds has already spoiled two comic characters. <laughs> so who do you think of the next two that he could spoil? <laughs> I would like to see him take on the character of Batman. But in the Christopher Nolan universe, <laughs> and I want to basically recast them and refilm the entire of the last film, mainly to see Tom Hardy beating the shit out of him for ninety minutes, <laughs> break his back. <laughs> hopefully, spirit. Hopefully, end them just <laughs> by some freak accident on set as well. Okay, that's good. Who is the next one he would ruin then? Uh, I would have um ruin. I don't know. I know I'm with that one. <laughs> Or Rob. Sure, sure, I'll pick another one later. We're not winning this game. We'll, 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 we'll go one each. Well, uh, I would say Batman. Damn you! <laughs> um, no, um, I, I would like to to see him uh, take on any superior at all because he's he's clearly fantastic at it. He takes <laughs> Deadpool, the one character that seems written for him, and they've soap his mouth. <laughs> so many times. Takes Green Lantern with the sort of strong, silent type um, Hal Jordan and turns him into something totally different. So he could, it, it seems to do the opposite of whatever. So he could, he could do um, Wonder Woman as a, a small, like Mexican man or something. <laughs> I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, well I'll just go for one then, shall I? Well, first up, I would want to see him remake the Change Up. But instead of it being just two guys who are practically the same as each other, <laughs> and therefore a completely pointless film, I would have it the Hulk and the Wasp. <laughs> so he would start as the Hulk and he'd have to become the Wasp. So yeah, just hilarity would ensue. <laughs> and another one I would like to see him do is two guys, a girl, a pizza place and a Spider-Man. <laughs> and it'd be him as Spider-Man and it'd be him working in a pizza place with the guy from Spider-Man 2. The one that goes, go! <laughs> I think that'd be pretty good. <laughs> nice melting of films and superheroes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Rob has won this game. Hey. <laughs> good. <laughs> Peter Sarsgaard is hearing whispers in the classroom. That's the bit we cut back to here. Yeah, that's right. You can hear people saying, Oh, look at that creepy lecturer. <laughs> Looks like a paedophile. <laughs> and just one really sexy kid back up the back going, Look at that sexy moustache. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what he hears. <laughs> but yeah, he, he tears somebody out of the seat using his mind powers. <laughs> and everyone's pretty cool with it. Like, they're a bit, a bit shocked, but they're mostly like, the reaction they give is more like, oh, how could you have hit that kid? Rather <laughs> yeah, than, totally. you've ripped that child out of the, the seat without even touching them. I love the way, I'd love to hear the conversation as well, where he justifies his ordering of products for the next bit, where he runs and checks his blood. So he must have then had a conversation with his boss. He's like, yeah, I need some syringes. Like, Aren't you a biologist that works in a university? <laughs> no, I need syringes. <laughs> Heroin addict. <laughs> This film does pretty much just say like, moustaches it, equals bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're so a bad guy when moustaches. Tim Robbins arrives and is like, um, you know, some scientists have worked their whole lives for this, but I chose you because you're my son. Instead of being grateful <laughs> for getting yeah. a hand up in his career, <laughs> he wants to kill his dad. Yeah, but in a way it makes him more sympathetic again. Because I, I still think that like, even though Hector Hammond is a baddie, he's still more sympathetic <laughs> than Ryan Reynolds. 
and who also has a, a rhyming name, like another <laughs> different name. Because um, yeah, he's got he's got like a dad who's always on his always on his case. He gets, <laughs> he gets bullied at college. Like he gets yeah. he's absolutely everything that makes you kind of go, oh, he's probably not that bad. Until he, you know, molests someone. <laughs> I wonder which one out of Greg, Michael, Mark, and Michael of <laughs> fabulous writers thought it was a great idea to have fear locked away in a chamber. Because <laughs> yeah. he needs to see a serious psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what. This is how we deal with fear. We just lock it all away. And never talk about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We put it next to the hurt feelings chamber as well. <laughs> the, the anger chamber. And the daddy touched me chamber. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they forge a yellow ring. Now, having visited comic book shops, I know there's more than one colour of Green Lantern. So I think I think I spotted you had notes yeah. on what the colours were. I'm curious I'm curious to find out what this is. Here we go. Sorry ladies, I'm already taken. Right, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the red one the red ring is rage uh, and that's a bunch of guys who are crazy that vomit blood it's really cool <laughs> uh, the orange ring is avarice greed is uh, what? avarice and what's avarice in terms of an emotion? it's well, that's a fair point they're <laughs> 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 quite greedy I suppose like, emotionally greedy <laughs> I thought you said amorous the first time you said it. <laughs> yeah, amorous. <laughs> yeah. Or injurious. You're not feeling quite, quite there. I've been served. I'm wearing the orange ring today. I'm not as erect I am. <laughs> That'd be awesome, like, every day. Like, depending, you had a mood ring, basically. You changed it. Depending. Yeah. You turned orange on February the 14th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But amorous sounds, amorous sounds quite romantic, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you buy some candles. And, anyway, uh, yellow is fear. Uh, now we get the rubbish ones. Blue is hope. Uh, indigo is compassion, <laughs> which is like, oh, I got indigo. Uh, violet is love. Green is willpower. Uh, the other two um, are black, which is death, and that creates zombies. And white is, um, I couldn't remember, so I put Dunno for white. Purity, maybe? Or something like that? No, maybe, yeah. Black sounds pretty cool. White so, is, a white purity thing sounds like something that, like, you're gonna wait. Fundamentalist wait. Christians. <laughs> <laughs> wait till marriage. Wait till marriage before you become a Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> wait till marriage before you wear a bit of orange ring. <laughs> 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 you just lock it away until until that special night when, when, when you, you've come home. That's why you swap weddings at a wedding. It's like you're swapping your white one for an orange. <laughs> Give me the orange one now. Wait, I waited. Depending on who you're talking about, seventeen years for Blake Lively, forty years for, for, for Hector Hammond. <laughs> So we cut back here to Peter Sarsgaard. You find out he's in love with Blake Lively as well. Yeah. There's a surprise. We and didn't he, catch that from when they were kids in the first scene. And he drinks a drink with no hands. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure why, but it's in the film. <laughs> he just leans over and starts drinking. Yeah. Do you not think, though, the bit where Peter Sarsgaard meets Blake Lively or Hector Hammond or whatever it is, and they hugs her, and he like you see him sniffing her hair. Yeah, so, that's rapist territory. Right? <laughs> is this the bit when they're all there's like a gathering of rich people in a superhero yes, film? Yes, there is. Because you know that's going to end well. Like, every time there's a gathering of rich people, 
Someone's going to burst. <laughs> Especially when one of those rich people has tried to give their son a top class job. Unconscionable <laughs> 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 bastard. <laughs> giving him favourable treatment. How dare he? There's the helicopter. Only one thing can save us now. What can save us now? A oh, hot wheel strike. Yep. <laughs> could you think, could you thought of more of a more dangerous method of <laughs> saving someone? What are they using skeletrics? <laughs> well, well, I imagine a massive marshmallow to let them softly land. No, let's take them on a thrill ride just before they <laughs> <Yeah>. die. <laughs> Well, yeah, and at the end of this, Superman music plays again. It plays uh, when he flies off. <laughs> he is so clearly ridiculously hard, Hal Jordan, though, isn't he? There's no <laughs> way they wouldn't recognise him. Yeah. I wonder who that was. Where's Hal? Let's not put those two things together. <laughs> the next bit is the bit in the film which made me laugh the most. <laughs> which is Peter Sarsgaard starts his, like, next level of mutation. Yeah... And as soon as his head started getting big like that, the first thing that popped into my head was, Hey, you guys! <laughs> <laughs> then the second thing that popped into my head <laughs> was, it really looks like he's been sculpted by the blind woman from Lionel Rich's Hello video. <laughs> <laughs> See, what I thought was, do you remember Mask? Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocky Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> You're expecting Sherry to come on any moment. <laughs> and hug him. <laughs> it's okay. To look like an alien. It's not your fault. He's in an odd, the honest to god in this wheelchair later. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> if he has that power, surely he can levitate. Surely they can take away from him the evil people are evil message that they've got. He has a wheelchair as well. Like, did he, did he go and like, prepare in advance? Or did he... Like, did he magic it up? That's, that's, that's the other bit of technology that his company's working on. <laughs> Fighter jets and electric wheelchairs. <laughs> it's a diverse organisation. Oh, there's, there's a bit, though. It, there's a bit coming up, or we've seen it. It's where he shows Moss's outfit in a really, really... I know, right? Really, yeah, 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 really, really yeah. gay scene. Like, he basically lap dances for his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think... The, the, the note that I actually have for that bit is I can totally see his cock. <laughs> Did the CGI that in? <laughs> his friend seems impressed though, so. yeah. He's like, look at that cock and that suit. Because <laughs> oh, he does say, don't you have to go and get the girl now? Which is obviously, look around Reynolds and flattered and all that. <laughs> <laughs> don't pick up that orange ring because you're like, <laughs> we're, we're just buddies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he just presses play on his iPhone yeah. with his ring and just some, some body comes on locks the doors <laughs> and yeah, so it, it goes to see Blake Lively who although I did say it is pretty funny that she manages to work it out it's not that funny and that it takes her she yeah. has to go like two inches away from his face for it to happen yeah well, it's, it's it's like where I'm like get off me jeez <laughs> feel like if you put glasses on like when I when, I, when I'm uh, driving or something I put glasses on no one knows me <laughs> unless they come right up to my face <laughs> it's wrong you think just it's Clark Kent <laughs> it's great I can break speed limits and stuff and then just take my glasses <laughs> off and as long as I'm a certain distance away it's okay. you're not the same guy that I've seen speaking out there. <laughs> same car but clearly <laughs> and he gives our the green necklace, which mm. I think is the only non-CGI thing in the whole film. So bored in this bit. <laughs> it's um, just like, fast. But what fast. I was thinking at this bit, though, is 
surely when he leaves that green necklace then vanishes some present Indian giver (laughs) (laughs) you're racist (laughs) trying to be a weight native Indian giver (laughs) trying to be a weight until the morning American (laughs) you're racist (laughs) (laughs) trying to be a weight until the morning so she wakes up and she thinks she's lost it and then he'd be like I can't believe you lost that (laughs) I gave you it you would have to pay me the money back for that (laughs) (laughs) that's when the giant green fist comes in I gave you that (laughs) this is twilight all over again (laughs) physical abuse no joke so Peter Sarsgaard kills that woman his dad and well possibly kills Angela Bassett but they were hoping to to use her again so I don't yeah I think is that why she just get like beaten up rather than flamed like the other guy (laughs) yeah who comes to the rescue Ryan Reynolds (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh yeah three oh Oh, no, not Superman then I guess (laughs) 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 Superman busy was he (laughs) yeah that's rubbish and then it goes back to Owe again doesn't it and like um it just feels like a completely different film at this point, like between the two, the sort of live action scenes and the Roger Rabbit scenes on Oa, you know, it's just totally, totally different. <laughs> this this is the last kind of, the, the Gavin speech though, isn't it? Where he, he well, tries the way, to win them over. Yeah, yeah. Our fear and will, exact opposites. Because <laughs> I, I don't think they are. Yeah. Would it not be apathy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, might do that. I can't be honest. <laughs> And that would really fit into Gary <laughs> Reynolds' character. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't actually mind this last speech. This last speech sounds like it comes out of the book to like a comic book. It comes, it's sounds nice like it comes off the page. I am setting up the sequel with this ring. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is doing his uh, the best impression so far. Eh? Harold Jordan that I've seen <laughs> in this film. <laughs> Fight fear with me. Or just let me go and fight because that's what I want to do. I could have stayed on Earth and made a speech to be honest. To be honest, when I was fighting him the first time, I was so rubbish at it. Because he is. The first time he fights them in that little chamber when his dad gets roasted, yeah. he's so rubbish at fighting them. You're like, you really have limits to your imagination, don't you? Yeah, totally. I mean, like, Hot Wheels was as cool as it got, wasn't it? He's giving you every advantage. I mean, the guy's the guy, the guy just, like, sitting there. <laughs> Literally everything is open to you. Anything you can imagine, you can make. Hey, I'll just make some balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so the next bit is the showdown between Peter Sarsgaard, who's now in a wheelchair... Against Ryan Reynolds, who's yeah. trying to slap around a disabled man. <laughs> yeah. Clearly very heavily disabled person. Because he uh, steals Blake Lively and has a syringe over her eye. Because he wants mm. to turn her into another... Person like him. Yeah, yeah. which... A fully disabled person. <laughs> which seems to be the message of this film. Yeah, <laughs> fully disabled people are evil. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the message of this film. That's, that's not interpretation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. Yes. yes. Why do you say? Like, Stephen Hawking saw this film, he's basically like seeing himself as the body. <laughs> like, what do you even think about that? It's about Ryan Reynolds is looking forward to the Paralympics. <laughs> Raise some ruckus. And then all of a sudden, like, the plot is crashing in on itself as well, because Parallax is here as well. Good <laughs> warning. Straight to where they are. Didn't wait Hello. to finish. <laughs> Didn't wait for them to finish the phone call this time. <laughs> <laughs> But to really emphasise the epicness of this battle, Parallax fits its entire body into a small hangar. <laughs> so he's not really a world-threatening kind of presence. He's just a kind of annoyance. Space octopus. <laughs> yeah. 
And and Ryan Reynolds' plan here is, oh, I'll give you the ring as long as I have Blake Lively. Who cares what happens to the world? <laughs> what a hero! But then, like he's 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 just like at the end of that little bit, he's just basically like psych. <laughs> you can't use it. Yeah, because you don't have enough willpower. <laughs> yeah. Or use of your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This part also, like, he takes the ring off and goes, you can be just like me, just like me, without the ring. Like, just like this, like, guy, like, totally, just a regular guy. <laughs> just a buff, potty getting guy. <laughs> he gets rid of Parlax, he gets rid of Rocky Dennis here, doesn't he? Yes. Because <laughs> he, he pretty much takes him out in one move as well, doesn't he? Does he not just blow him through the back of like the building or something? And then he's like, "Well, Blake Lively on number two, the missiles." Does she not? That's right. Yeah. yeah. If only the Green Lanterns had thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you could make missiles with this ring, but nah, we just but the concept of fear, like you can just shoot it. <laughs> it's not so great. So then, Harlax takes off into space after mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, doesn't it? And, as and I, I said earlier about the sun. You know, he's taking them too close to the sun. You know what I don't get? Why why, why are those jets making noises in space? You know what I don't get as well? <laughs> There's it's, no um, it's a similar problem as I've got to Superman 4, to be honest. Which is, if you throw something like that into the sun, in this case, parallax, in that case, nuclear weapons, mm. surely that's got to have some impact on the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so he destroys this whole galaxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as he's got Blink Lively because <laughs> apart from that he's just a regular guy he's just a normal guy regular buff it's a regular Do- job <laughs> Dodge, Dodge Challenger driving present rapping guy yeah. <laughs> this part <laughs> jump back a little bit though you know the bit where Parallax is just going about Coast City randomly frying people yeah. Yeah. it's like the film was like oh you Almost doesn't care until there's a kid involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, those people can roast, but oh no, look, a kid, real peril now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you see that, like, bit with, there's people running down the street and there's like a cloud coming after them. Like, mm. That's pretty 9 11, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just another element of bad taste in this film, <laughs> you know, like a, a really sort of unpleasantness in it. It's the same thing as Transformers, though. It's like, oh, we've not had any scope on this, let's throw a city in there suddenly. <laughs> Oh, we'll get some innocent people killed. That'll, then, uh, that'll give you some impetus to care for these people. When when they're in space as well, it's just a random asteroid field <laughs> in front of the sun. Yeah, <laughs> like we have those. <laughs> but also, like when he's protecting people in the city, like he doesn't just protect them like with the quickest method. He, he uses like something that's like mousetrap. He like creates something <laughs> that, that smashes onto something else that creates something that fires a weapon. It's or he just. Blast it with green. <laughs> it's one or the other. It's like the most complicated or the least complicated. <laughs> will I make a cannon or will I make a trebuchet? I'll make a trebuchet. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I'll fire at it. I don't know, some green energy. Couldn't have just done that with the ring in the first place? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember what he does to Parallax just before they go? Because he goes there, he makes the jets to pull him away. <laughs> By the way, jets, not spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> But um, do you remember what he does for his finishing move on Parallax? You know, punch him. Yeah, he feels like the green fist again. <laughs> Fists him right in his orange <laughs> Right in his orange ring. <laughs> right in his fear hole. <laughs> so that's it. 
he's, he's managed to kill, not even trap, because it wasn't it Abin Sur had only trapped them. Yeah. Uh, so he actually manages to fully destroy Parallax within yeah. two days of being Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> on his own. Yeah, on his own. Sinestro, Tomar Ray and Killabog are obviously there watching now because yeah. they're right there. They're like, hello. <laughs> we Let's rescue him. <laughs> Doing fine. Let us rescue him. <laughs> So actually, there's a good scene. You know the bit where um, Green Lantern's like falling into the sun, yeah. and he, he's like unconscious, and he gets saved by the other Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Compare that with Iron Man falling from the sky at the, the end of the Avengers, and Hulk catching him. Like, how mm-hmm. do those two scenes hit you? Like, Iron Man falling, you're like genuinely tense, and when Hulk catches him, you're like, that's amazing. Yeah. Whereas in this, you're like, oh, kind of knew somebody was going to save him. <laughs> I'm just glad that Sinestro's back to be honest yeah. the whole film they're trying to make him Iron Man I think they're trying to make him like sort of smart yeah but I'm like, I, I honestly think that's what they've, they've tried to do they've tried but, to emulate the, the Marvel films but with Iron Man like he goes through he gets in the first one at least he gets caught in that cave and he gets like a, a moment where he starts thinking about other people and he becomes mm-hmm. a better person in this film he doesn't become a better person <laughs> he becomes a worse person because <laughs> he gets superpowers and then, yeah <laughs> He's, he could just treat people worse than he already was. He <laughs> won't even remember his nephew's birthday next year. <laughs> He'll just be like a green present and vanishes as soon as he goes. Is he creating green hookers himself? <laughs> what do you think the pay is like in the Green Lantern Corps, though? He might not be able to afford these presents anymore. <laughs> You can imagine a house with a green ring, but as soon as he falls asleep, he just falls down the three stories that is. <laughs> You know the end where he gets back together with Blake Lively as well? Oh, his mask is on. So apparently his ring thinks that Blake Lively is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I guess the last thing is Sinestro putting on the ring. Yeah, the fear ring. Yeah. And ch- his suit changes slightly. What's the matter, McFly? Yellow? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that his suit changes. Yeah, surely it should just be the exact same suit with a different colour and a different emblem on it. No, probably not. No, apparently, like, when you get superpowers, it, it when you get these Green Lantern rings, it changes your hairstyle, it changes your <laughs> face style. This is out of nowhere, though. I mean, this is out of nowhere, and that all the problems have been resolved. He just puts the ring on anyway. This scene needed to happen. It should have been Tomari and Kilowog rescuing him while this happened. Yeah, yeah. he's like, all is, all hope is lost. I better put this ring on. Yeah, hey, if you'd had that cross cut with yeah. with thing we we. Parallax getting sucked into the sun and you'd be like well one evil's gone out of the universe and another one's been born into the universe that would have been a good comic book you know emblem storyline it? or if he still didn't trust Hal Jordan enough he was like Hal Jordan's too dangerous I need to put this ring on yeah but he seems to like him at the end yeah he does <laughs> top guy <laughs> okay okay see you later Hal I'm just going over here <laughs> this ring on <laughs> just like a ring from the, the room what do I feel like tonight? Uh, a bit of love? Passion? <laughs> okay, so jump the shark moments? I have like <laughs> super jump the shark, jump the shark, and uber jump the shark. I don't know what you're like. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, jump the shark was when Parallax, you first see Parallax because he's not scary in the slightest. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of swearing in these notes. Um, <laughs> Uh, wait. 
my um, did it does it always occur after the words Ryan Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I don't know what the rules are for swearing here but there's a lot of it um, <laughs> swearing's fine as long as it's for, the, for the sake of entertainment <laughs> um, as long as he's uh, yeah sorry uh, yeah so he's there's a bit when he's posing from the mirror uh, not at all fussed that he's in space <laughs> he's just like he lands in space naked he gets a magic outfit and he's like oh pretty nice outfit <laughs> uh, that was my super jump the shark moment and sorry sorry my uber jump the shark moment is oh yeah just the thing where I can never forgive is like in the middle of a recession he gets loads of people fired and just does not care that's my that's my jump the shark Ross what's yours well that's actually a similar one to yours is, is, um, is the, the part where he's in space there's so much poor time phasing put into this like we talked about Iron Man and you talk about that bit where he's in the cave and you can see the progression over like months and building this robot and stuff and everything and then when he gets out you know he spends a couple of years doing blah 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 this film he's in space for like like you say like 10 minutes and he's like oh cool I've got a new suit not, not at all fussed the fact he's in space or he's talking to a fish or anything <laughs> then like later on he's been going that on for what a day maybe a day and a half and he takes on the world's biggest well the universe's biggest evil and just puts it into the sun hey bar hey bar <laughs> where's the next where's the next bad guy just, yeah there's that whole idea just not being able to at all show any kind of growth or any kind of time yeah. movement on this Maybe the other Green Lanterns are just really, really rubbish. Like, <laughs> he's the only one who's vaguely competent. They're only picking the folk that aren't, aren't scared of things. That's not really the best way <laughs> yeah. to do it. I've met some pretty crazy folk that aren't scared of things. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily make them heroes of the universe. <laughs> Grant, what about yours? Okay, I'm glad I was able to be the one that brought up this moment then. I'll go for when Hal um, uses the Hot Wheels track. When he's <laughs> I think it really shows what the problem is, is in this film and that when Hal's Green Lantern he has no imagination just like the script has no imagination <laughs> but like he like he can't think of some he can't just think outside the box at all just like the script can't think outside the box and this scene is perfect to have some themes in it his girlfriend is getting threatened how about he's scared he's showing fear at this point yeah. no he never shows fear at all the whole willpower against fear thing is just tacked on and it's terrible. Yeah. They, they tried to go for Iron Man and they ended up with Batman Forever, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, let's try and get for funny and they ended up with cheesy. Mm. <laughs> That's what the suit looks like. It looks like Jim Carrey's suit in Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey's been Sinestro. Sinestro and his kind of mask guy. It would be great enough if he was like normal Jim Carrey. Then he puts the yellow ring on and he's like the mask Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, but he puts a different ring on, he's like the Grinch. And he puts another one on, he's just a different character. Somebody skirmy! <laughs> Our music is Mr. Beeps, Thousand Furious Beeps. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M I S T E R B E P. Is that us? That's us. Well, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Next episode will be Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, yes.
as requested by Greencat. Yeah, just ahead of the film coming out, is that correct? Yes. Yes. So, listen out for that one. You can follow us on Twitter at Don't Jump Shark or like us on Facebook. Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast. You send us an email. Did I tell you, did I tell you the recent uh, development with our friend who was wanting to send us money to our bank account? No, he didn't. Well, I sent him an email back saying that uh, not to worry, uh, although I didn't have a bank account that he could put money into, uh, I'd actually put the request on uh, a podcast and posted it on the internet and that he could follow these links to get to it. And uh, remarkably, straight away, I got an invite from Gayquation, <laughs> the gay dating site. <laughs> I think that was his attempt to get back at us. <laughs> yeah, so you can send us an email at don'tjumptheshark at hotmail.com. That's us. Bye. 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 Important in the mist doesn't he play a doesn't he play a Hollywood douchebag in the mist? It's literally his character title. In the electric mist. In the electric mist. What did I say? In the mist. No, that's a different film completely. Yeah. <laughs> his gorillas in the mist. You're thinking of <laughs> with Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> it's just the fact you bare chested here, Grant. It's just making me think of gorillas in the mist. <laughs> this has been a boom production. <laughs> <laughs>